voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio. Well, hello and welcome to All Things Radio 701. We were taking bets if we'd make it this far with this new equipment. We've been having some power issues, but hopefully everything is running tonight. And don't tell me, Bernie, it's not. <laughs> anyway, hopefully it is. <laughs> I'm yeah. not saying a word. I'm good. That's good. That's good. That's good. But we're here and we've got a lot of radio news and we've got a lot of things going on, and Jeff's going to tell us exactly what we're going to be doing. Well, thank you very much, Bill, and hello to everybody. And we're all getting prepared for the holidays coming up. I don't know how much turkey I can eat, but uh, we don't have to worry about that. In radio news, we'll start with our radio news from a national perspective, follow that up with Jennifer Sparks' call and format changes. Next up on the bill, we have an interview that uh, John Rooney did with Vince Scully, and it's a pretty good little interview. That Coming up after that is our classic air check. How about a trip back to Chicago, Illinois, and it's a big WCFL, the voice of labor with Larry Lujak from April 28th, 1967. And then we'll follow it up with a radio station from Honolulu, Hawaii. That's K-O-R-L-F-M. And their morning radio announcer, he does a little bit more talking than I'm used to, but he does put a lot of content into the show. And maybe we can talk about that when we get back from the holidays. So that's it. All that's all she wrote, a radio show. And I think we have a lot of good features here. And the Larry, I think you're going to enjoy. I know Bernie. I know you'll enjoy the Larry Lou Jackin uh, air check. You and I think, know it. and I think all those people who love WCFL will definitely enjoy that air check. So, Bill, why don't you talk to Bernie about everything going on in Indianapolis? And there's more news in Indianapolis, and there's even more news in Indianapolis. Oh, that'll probably take all of five seconds. But Bernie, tell us probably. what you might have. Well, okay. So yesterday morning, I'm talking to our program director. And he said, uh, well, I don't have much time because I was just informed that they're moving our studio to the fifth floor from the sixth floor. I mean, everything has got to go. And it's 24 hours. And it's like we're getting ready to go Christmas, and they're doing this to him. And so I walk in today. Now, my studio is still available to me on six. But I walked in the air studio, and there were no mics, no nothing. They moved everything to the fifth floor. So they're consolidating, and I'm assuming that this is an Emmis uh, decision. Um, so, so if they're going to move everything from the fifth to the sixth floor, they're consolidating things. Are they no, renting? Six, six to five. I mean, the six to the they're fifth. Are they six. renting the, the sixth floor out? Are they renting parts of the building out in preparation well, for the I, sale? We, we don't. We don't know what they're doing. We we have no idea. We didn't even know this was coming until yesterday. And it's really a bad time because, you know, next week people are gone, a lot of people on holidays and stuff, and it's uh, it's not a good time to do this. There's never really a good time to do it, but 
uh, I'm assuming the Emmis owns, well, they own the building, of course, but they have the seventh floor. It's all them, Emmis on, on seven. So I'm assuming that they want to take over six as well, which is their prerogative to do that. Uh, but in order to do that, they moved uh, the people on six to five. And that would be B and the fan. Mm. And who knows, you know, they've been doing this arrangement for what, a little over a year now. Oh yeah. So this yeah. has been going on for over a year and they're saying, Hey, we can get some money or we can get such and such. Who knows what's going on behind the scene? Exactly. I mean, I'm guessing at some point, Jeff just wants to sell the building. And enough's enough. He wants enough. He's over that. You know, yeah, so exactly. He's over it. So let's, let's move on. And it's, it's freaking everybody out because, like, people don't know where their offices are now on five. Uh, I had a bunch of stuff in the studio that I had there since I retired, which I had to take home today. And uh, so it's like, okay, I, I better get this stuff out of here. Well, my, it's kind of like, I'm putting this analogy to like a, a parent who's let their children get by with stuff all of a sudden. And then all of a sudden they come in and say, we're going to do an inspection. We're going to do whatever. And the rules got cracked down. And now you will move and do this and do that where they were just right. kind of lax in it, you know, and then, then all of a sudden there's these changes coming, which usually means probably there's more changes to. Yeah. Yeah. Or what the other thing that could have happened is, uh, Emma's got a, somebody to rent that sixth floor, part of that sixth floor, and they had to get rid of people to move them to five to make it more uh, accommodating. Especially if he if he may not be able to sell the building, he might as well try to make some more money on it, right? That that's my thing. Oh, exactly. I, I, I agree. I agree. So, so that's all I know about it, but it's freaking everybody out because uh, nobody knows where they're supposed to be. But you know, if you listen to the fan, you wouldn't have known anything was going on in the background, which you know they're pretty. I didn't hear anything about it on the fan. No, you wouldn't. No, I don't think you would. So are, are all the stations that Emmis has in that building, like the Hank, what's, what's the country station you guys have? Is that, that, that's in the same building? Hank, as Hank is, Hank is there. Uh, uh, WIBC is there. The fan B, um, there's some other stuff, um, that, that's there, but those are the stations. So, the building is a pretty thriving building. It's been there, what, since 1998? Yes. And probably, my other suspicion is there's probably maintenance. I mean, it's like your house. I mean, you can't go years and years and not fix things up or... Oh, my God. If you if you could see, and, I, and of course I can't, but I hear it all the time, how bad the carpets are on six where we work <laughs> they're stained it's just awful so yeah you're right maintenance has to happen it just does so you may have to go from point a to point b in order so that 
they can do that because the whoever is selling it might have said, hey, we can sell this for you, but you're going to have to do this, this, or this if you want to get anywhere close to the money you think it's worth. And you know, you have to do the same thing with houses. You know, people say, well, I'll just take what I can get. Well, you know, then you're going to take a loss and that's not what they're all about. No, nobody has that in mind. <laughs> no, that's, that's the, that's the farthest thing from the mind. Now, what so do you, you have anything, Bill? You have anything not from, really. From One other thing I was going to ask you, where is 1070 broadcasting from? What I don't think, I, I think it's all, I mean, it's all, uh, you know, uh, ESPN stuff, right? Is that all automated, basically, essentially flying off the, off yeah, the network? Right. So they don't—they don't really need. All they need is a, is a is a, a bunch of hard drives that run yeah. the commercials and the and the, and a big and a sure. small mixer board to run it. That's about it. It could be it could be in a closet for all I know. I, I really don't know. The way things have been going around here, I could have been running it for him. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I can take you off the air, no problem. So oh, I can do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> But I wonder, you know, if they have an in, do they have an antenna on top of the building or something? Yeah, yeah. Which that's, that's the word runs the station. So, well, I guess that's a pretty good contribution, Bernie, and that's a very interesting story. So, well, it's kind we'll, of fascinating. I don't think anything else will happen until the first year, but don't ask me. I can't even run this ride, so <laughs> don't. If anything happens with me, you'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. But one thing and, that we uh, both... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. I forgot what I was going to well, say. I'm changing, I'm changing the subject, though. That's I'm, fine. I'm going to a different... So last week, uh, Jeff ran an air check from KIQQ. And <laughs> Jeff said, this guy sounds pretty good for 66. And I'm like, hmm, I'm 66. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm sorry minute. about that, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about what uh, Chris said after we played the uh, Friday Night Retro Show for 1999. He said, you know, Bernie, your voice doesn't sound any different now than it did then. And I'm like, yeah, take that, Jeff. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But, I, I, know, had, I had I had never heard I had never heard him after he left WINS except for occasionally on WBAL when I could. Well, but, I was thinking I all I, I could hear Bill Sparks in my head the whole time I was listening to that air check because if Bill hears a station he doesn't really care for he'll say I'll give it a year. Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt about KIQQ. Um, yeah, they had the worst slogan in the world. You know, the difference is in the music. What does that mean? They're all playing the same song. And the way they emphasize <laughs> the call, K-I-Q-Q. -Q. That's, that's the way they all had to say it back then, because I was in California. Well, and that that I get. I get That's kind of like WNBC. You know, I, I understand that. That's, that's okay. But I just thought the station was kind of boring in terms of what they played. Well, they, I don't think they lasted very long with that format at that point, because uh, I, don't, I don't think so either. But I remember when they first became K100, uh, when Bill went uh, at one point, uh, and that was a long time ago, too. So, But it was, uh, 
I, I needed something to fill with, and I had I had this piece of air check, and I didn't know what else to oh, play. Oh, no, you were fine. No, I mean, it was great to hear it because we'd never heard it before. And he sounded pretty good for 66, didn't he? <laughs> well, I'm afraid <laughs> it was. I'm, I'm not going to say any more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't say down for bad for 70, Jeff, and you're. But I'm, I'm, I'm there best. already, believe me. <laughs> Jeff is like seventy-eight I, uh, or nine. Yeah, that's right. I was listening to that. I was listening to him, and I was analyzing. I thought, "Wow, he's sixty-six. He is up there. Whoa!" <laughs> and then I went today and voice tracked, and I thought, "I hope I sound pretty good for sixty-six. That's all I can say." I think it's that AI. I think it's that AI. <laughs> you might be right about that, Bernie. Bill. <laughs> well, you know, we've got enough to do AI on Jeff, so. We're going to add some more. So in 50 years, you'll be hearing Jeff's voice doing the news. Wow. Because, you know, the AI. Somebody will. Can... It won't be us. No, it won't be us, but it'll be, it will not be us. Jeff in some form or another. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. Here we go. I couldn't say this last week, but this is 701. One. I'm not even going to yeah, brag about it. Yeah, you could say 700. They... WLW last week. Yeah, that couldn't. That just took us right off the air. But here yep. we go, Jeff, with your great radio news. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. More radio groups continue to report their third quarter revenue results. Ken Chiappa retires from KFI AM in Los Angeles, California. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and conclude our look at the Nielsen October personal people meter ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and more radio groups continue to report their third quarter revenue results. In the case of Town Square Media, their revenue results for the third quarter were down 4.6% to $115.1 million last year at this time. Their revenue was $120.6 million. Broadcast advertising was down 8%, while digital advertising was down 12%. iHeartMedia also reported its third quarter revenue results, and they were down 3.6% to $953 million. Last year at this time, their third quarter revenue was $988 million. iHeartMedia pointed out if they exclude political advertising, their revenue was only down 1%. Odyssey also reported their third quarter revenue results, and they were down 5.6% to $299 million. Last year at this time, their third quarter revenue Revenue was $317 million. Local advertising fell 3%, while national advertising fell 15%. Finally, Salem Media also reported its third quarter revenue results, and they were down 5% to $63 million. Last year at this time, their revenue was $66.2 million in 2022. Now let's move to Los Angeles, California, where there's big news being made at radio station KFI AM with the retirement of Ken Chiampu, part of the John and Ken talk radio team who have been entertaining Los Angeles since 1992. They originally met in Atlantic City, New Jersey, working at radio station WONDAM. They ultimately moved to Trenton, New Jersey, working at radio station WKXWFM, and moved to Los Angeles, California, working at KFI AM when they did mornings. They would later move on to afternoons at radio station KFI AM, and then they moved to early afternoons at KFI AM, handling the 1 to 4 p.m. shift. This talk radio team have been together for 36 years. Ken Schiappo will retire on December 6th, and John Cobalt will continue doing the talk show, and we'll let you know more about this as it continues to evolve at KFI Radio. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. Mo Bounce will be exiting his afternoon drive position at radio station WQYK-FM in Tampa, Florida, owned and operated by Beasley Media. Before working at Beasley Media's WQYK-FM, Mo Bounce spent 12 years doing evenings at radio station WHTZ-FM Z100 in New York City, and he was the imaging voice for Elvis in the morning as well. Mo Bounce has decided to leave the world of radio, and he's become a registered nurse, and he says after over 20 years of radio, 
He says this is a new chapter in his life. In Memphis, Tennessee, Flynn Broadcasting has also made changes in Memphis, Tennessee at radio station WAVN AM and its FM translator. They've dropped their gospel format in favor of a regional Mexican format, and they're calling themselves El Gallo. In Rhode Island, the Publix Radio and PBS Rhode Island are going to merge. The radio arm, PBS Rhode Island, will move to the Providence facilities of Rhode Island Public Television. A new name for the organization has not been announced at this time, and we'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. In Seattle, Washington, Lotus has made cutbacks at Northwest News Radio, KNWN, AM, and FM. We're told that as many as nine staffers have left the radio station in producer and reporter roles, and Lotus Communications is trying to streamline operations at this radio station. Now let's move to Salt Lake City, Utah, where KEGA-FM is prepping for a format change. They've dropped their country format in favor of Country Christmas, and this would be the second Christmas radio station in Salt Lake City, Utah. The other one is KSFI-FM. We believe the station is prepping for a format change. We'll let you know more about this after the holidays. Finally, it's the end of the line for Rich Schertenlieb at radio station WBZ-FM, the sports hub. Fred Toucher made the announcement this past week saying that Rich Schertenlieb would not be coming back to the show and a new morning show will evolve after the holidays. Now it's time to conclude our look at the Nielsen October Personal People Meter Ratings. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the number one ranked radio station is WBAV-FM with an urban and all contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WOSF-FM with an oldies format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Charlotte, North Carolina is WSOC-FM with a country format. In Portland, Oregon, the number one rec radio station is KKCW-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is KLTH-FM with a classic hits format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Portland, Oregon is KXL-AM with a news talk format. In San Antonio, Texas, the number one rec radio station is KONO-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rec radio station is KQXC-FM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in San Antonio, Texas is KCYY-FM with a country format. In Salt Lake City, Utah, the number one rec radio station is KSFI-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is KSL-AM with a news talk format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Salt Lake City, Utah, is KODJ-FM with a classic hits format. In Sacramento, California, the number one rec radio station is KSEG-FM with a classic rock format. The number two rec radio station is KFBK-AM with a news talk format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Sacramento, California, is KNCI-FM with a country format. In Orlando, Florida, the number one rec radio station is WMGF-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WOCL-FM with a classic hits format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Orlando, Florida is WCFB-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the number one rec radio station is WWSW-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rec radio station is WDVE-FM with a classic rock format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is KDKA-FM with an all-sports format. In Las Vegas, Nevada, the number one rec radio station is KSNE-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is KKLZ-FM with a classic hits format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Las Vegas, Nevada is KWID-FM with an adult hits format. In Cincinnati, Ohio, the number one rec radio station is WLWAM with a news talk format. The number two rec radio station is WGRR-FM with a classic hits format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Cincinnati, Ohio is WUBE-FM with a country format. In Kansas City, Missouri, the number one rec radio station is KCFX-FM with a classic rock format. The number two rec radio station is KCMO-FM with a classic hits format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Kansas City, Missouri is WDAF-FM with a country format. In Cleveland, Ohio, the number one rec radio station is WMJI-FM with a classic hits format. 
The number two ranked radio station is WNCX-FM with a classic rock format. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in Cleveland, Ohio is WGAR-FM with a country format. Finally, in Columbus, Ohio, the number one ranked radio station is WCOL-FM with a country format. The number two ranked radio station is WBNS-FM with an all-sports format. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in Columbus, Ohio is WLVQ-FM with a classic rock format. Finally, it's time to end this newscast with some good news for a change. The folks at KYW-AM and its FM on 103.9 have inducted two of its members into the KYW Hall of Fame. They are Lynn Atkins and Brendan Brooks, who have spent over 33 years at radio station KYW-AM. Both Brendan Brooks and Lynn Atkins were news anchors at KYW-AM, and they also spent many years working at a number of different radio stations in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. Oh, no problem, Bill. I, I was uh, interested you know, in, in uh, talking about that Philadelphia thing because one of the people we're going to talk about just briefly is Carol McKenzie, who does mornings at KYW and doing news. And she is suing Odyssey for age discrimination on how much she was being paid. Now, they did agree to pay her what she what she wanted, but the suit is going on because they're trying to get Odyssey have to have a compliance officer appointed to the company so that there will be equal pay for both men and women. She was upset because when they hired a midday person, that midday person was being paid more than her as the morning anchor person. But that's all been settled, at least for her. And she's still working there doing news. But the lawsuit continues. And the only one making the money on this lawsuit are the lawyers on both ends of the lawsuit. It's the way it always happens. It is the way it always happens. So, but I like KYW, but I just happened to come into the newsroom last night. Uh, before I went to bed, I happened to see this story come over. So I thought we'd mention it because uh, it, it might be talked about, you know, uh, over the over the next few weeks. I'm going to bring Perry in for a second. Perry, are you there? I am there, Bill. Okay. <clears throat> wanted your take on this because this would affect you and maybe even Bernie, I, Jeff, anybody listening. What do you think about the story that we're reading today where Humanware is partnering with TuneIn or TuneIn is partnering with Humanware to add, to integrate TuneIn on the Victor Stream 3. I, th I think there is definitely good to it. And the good is, um, for lack of a better phrase, the person who runs Utunes, I think does an okay job when he's kind of doing it, but he's inconsistent. And when, you know, when you put in a change and all, sometimes it could take a week, it could take a month, take two months. So I think for that reason, it's good. Now, I was talking to somebody who has a Victor 3, which I do not, but this person said that they liked it. Yes, that you can do tune in, but what they didn't like, and, and I think this may be an agreement that they made with tune in, is that you cannot record because tune in, of course, does not allow recording on their on their site. So I wonder if that's a deal that they made with tune in and this person didn't like it because they like to you know, if they weren't sitting by the radio, they like to record and, and, and this and that. So that is certainly one down that people are going to notice with it 
is you won't be able to record, at least from what I've been told, using the TuneIn and the Victor 3. But as far as getting more stations, I think that is a definite positive. It's a definite plus. There's no question or doubt about it. The I still like my hymns player only because I can do the tune-in thing. Now, there is one drawback, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I can still get all of those stations and do all of that. Now, I've not tried to record with it, but my suspicion is if it's a limitation with with humanware, it'll probably be a limitation on the hymns player also. Though I will tell you, now you, you got me curious because the hymns player is strictly, it's an Android app. So that may be possible because if I'm not mistaken, I can record on my Android phone and do that. So that is a, you know, a real possibility, but I, I consider it a victory for people who want that type of, you know, who want that stuff. But I think, Bill, it will definitely give those people who who want more stations and consistent stations. I think that it's a definite plus because, and I mean, you can always, everybody knows, if you want to record bad enough, you can get a recording device and just hook it to your, you know, through a, a patch cord or something like that. If you want to record well, bad enough, you can right. find you, a way to do it. You can find a way. Now, maybe you might not like the quality of that. But... Right. Were they eliminating mm -hmm. O-Tunes as well? Or are they keeping both of them? That's the only question I wanted to know. Do you know what? Do you guys know anything about that? Uh, I haven't heard. Of, I will look and get an answer on that one, Jeff. But I, I would suspect maybe so, maybe not. But what difference does it really make at this particular point? But I do think it's a good thing. So, you know, are you guys used to the method that they use, like the T9 method where you've got to go in and type in the letters and understand like it's you know you hit the number two key twice for b you hit the number nine key for w and then you know yeah you I, just, I don't have any issue with that no that I, one i'm okay with now for like bernie now bernie you can speak up for yourself here but you're used to the iPhone to where you just tap the, the letter. you know, the letter you yep. want. Yeah. However, I used to have one of the uh, N86s, and yeah. then you did have to do it, you know, you had to do it with the three times for one letter or whatever. Right. And, and that is also the same on the uh, uh, cable. Like if we're trying to type in a, a, something on Netflix and we want to, to type in the name of the show. Right. You you do have to do it that way. So I'm pretty used to that. I don't mind that. Right. So, you know, that that's just one thing and it's one other it's it's just something out there that is a positive thing. The only thing 
that I'm going to say and be careful, and I don't mean this to be a downer, but humanware did the touch and they did these and they let all these things lapse and go by the wayside and didn't keep them up. So I'm just saying, be a little careful, you know, and yeah. maybe they'll do perfect on this, but they let some of these things go and it could be a real, real, real issue for you, but I'm very pleased by it though. And I think, that that's great that they've formed that type of partnership. Now if they could just up get to now, up to now though, the one thing that I've heard with, with the threes, bef now this is before tune in. So bear that in mind, the reviews that I had heard weren't terribly great. Some were pretty good and others were disappointing, but I think that, I think you're right. I think it is a good partnership with tune in that, that they've developed. Well, I think it's good for TuneIn, and so TuneIn will have a better awareness of some of the things that we want to do to listen to radio stations. I know, and I know the guy at, you know, Ooh Tunes, whatever you want to call it, that's a thankless job from somebody who's done that job for years and years. You can just never keep caught up. And Jeff, was way back in the early times. I yes, I remember right, right. Uh, and my so, radio ranch, and I could. I said, "It's your job now, Bill." I gave. I, I we you would go, and we would. I would update the documents for the radio station URLs and stuff. And a week later, they'd be changing, and you couldn't keep up with it. No, it 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 was it was quite a job, but it put us on the map by doing that. So I I will say, but it is a thankless job, and you know at that time. There wasn't as much acceptance of, of streaming, like a local radio station may not be pleased with you streaming their station. And now it's like, hey, cool, man, cool. Hey, we'll form any kind of partnership. And, you know, it, it was a cool thing. But this is a win-win situation for the people who who like radio stations who like news who like alt just about anything that you want to listen to now i'm still glad i don't have to give up my serious xm because that would be a hard pill to swallow see to, and to uh, me bill that would that's a big one because if and that's that's why when considering if i wanted to get a victor three or maybe the hymns player the hymns player probably comes out ahead there because I listen to Sirius XM a lot, especially when it comes to games and such things like that. So for me, that would be a huge deal. What about you, Bernie? Would that be a game breaker? Oh yeah, breaker? I got a Sirius XM. I and I don't listen to it as much as I thought I would, but because I used to think I would listen to it a lot more for music, but I don't. Yeah. I listen to it for uh, news. I listen to it for Howard Stern. Uh, I used to listen to it for Steve Allen, but those days are gone. But yeah. yeah. So I, I listen to it for music, but I like certain channels that they have. I like the real jazz channel. I like the channels of, that they play music where, that you can't hear on the regular radio stations. And by the way, for those who, who uh, you may love her Stern and you may hate Stern, he did an interview with Barbara Streisand, who just wrote, who just came out with her autobiography. And I will tell you that if you think Howard Stern is all filth and dirt and everything else, it's not. This interview was well done. It was he, it was a two and a half hour interview that he did with her. That was just excellent. If you haven't heard it, 
Yeah, I know it's available as uh, as an archive somewhere. Listen to it. And you'll find it very, very interesting. I can do stuff. He really he, knows how to interview. Yeah. He, you can do, at... for those who want to know, Bill, just real quick, you can do the their podcasts on your a device sometimes it's a little confusing as to what you have to tell it but if you can figure it out it is doable and i think you can also um it's not as difficult as it used to be to do it on their app on the phone either that's a lot more friendly than it used to be oh yeah oh yeah it is no question i remember when TuneIn started out I remember when they started, and Jeff and I used to love something on TuneIn called Red Button. Oh, my God, that was <laughs> great. Recording. I could be at work, and I could use Red Button wherever I had it on my computer, and it would do exactly what I wanted to do. If I said I want to record this radio station, but I forgot to do it at home, I could set it up from work, and it would do it. And it was the greatest thing out there, and it just didn't last, unfortunately. Yeah. So, one thing, but one thing, but before we, and I know we probably need, do need to get to Jennifer's format changes, but we mentioned this last week and I know Jeff did the best that he could. Um, the White Sox lost their TV announcer. Jason Benetti went to the Detroit Tigers and a little more information on that. He's going to do 127 games. So he'll miss some games because he's doing his work with Fox. He does football and stuff like that with Fox. And when he's gone, Dan Dickerson, the radio announcer, is going to fill in on TV for those games that Jason Benetti will miss. And, of course, now you're hearing all the things. Why did he leave the White Sox? What was wrong? And this and this. And we don't know what was wrong. We'll, we'll find out. And uh, Dick Bramer of the Twins is retiring, too. So the Twins have a TV opening. So we'll see how all that pans out, too. There's a job for you, Jeff. Yeah, I'm not a good baseball announcer, but uh, I'm sure Perry Perry <laughs> might Perry might be certainly better. You at can make lots of lots. You can make lots of money, Jeff. <laughs> That's right, money, money, uh, yeah, money. That would that would make Lady K happy. That certainly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have a Jennifer. Can you solve famous? <laughs> yeah. Can Jennifer straighten things out for you? I think she can. I think she can. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of November 16th. WKGW FM 91.7 Kingston, New York changes calls to WAIV FM KINZ FM 95.3 Humboldt, Kansas changes format from classic hits to adult hits and changes slogan from Z95.3, the classic mix, to 95.3, Bob FM. KDSO AM 1300, Phoenix, Oregon, changes slogan from the Dove to the Ace. KXXF FM 106.5, Springer, New Mexico, changes slogan from Mix 106.5 to Free FM. WCWI FM 106.1, Adams, Wisconsin, changes slogan from True Music Variety 106 to Wisconsin 106. WTAZ AM 1580, Oxford, Alabama, changes slogan from Oldies 1580 to the stadium 
1580. KSLU FM 90.9, Hammond, Louisiana, changes format from adult alternative to classic rock and changes slogan from KSLU 90.9 FM to 90.9 The Lion. WCDQ FM 106.3 Crawfordsville, Indiana changes slogan from True Country 106.3 to WCDQ Country 106.3. WHBQ FM 107.5 Germantown, Tennessee changes format from Urban Adult Contemporary to CHR. WOCO FM 107.1 Oconto, Wisconsin changes slogan from The Sounds of Now and Then to WOCO FM. Me TV FM 107.1 WRDF FM 106.3 Columbia City, Indiana changes slogan from Redeemer Radio to Relevant Radio. WRDI FM 95.7 Napanee, Indiana changes slogan from Redeemer Radio to Relevant Radio. KIMI FM 107.7 Humboldt, Iowa changes city of license to Malvern. KQMP FM 90.3 Jacksboro, Texas changes calls to KKSH FM. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For all things radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. Some of the changing stations get worse to uh, we they don't. just can't help it they just WHBQ has been urban for many 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 years so that they one's kind have. of a surprise and one of the reasons of one of the, I was going to say that I didn't put all the stations that changed to a Christmas format because I would it could take all day doing the newscast for that because there's oh, yeah, so many changes were. doing it so huh? So just just letting you know that while there are stations that are doing the Christmas format, the stations doing it are the same ones that do it every year. I think, for example, every in Albany, year. New York, all three stations have done it: WTRY FM, WYJB FM, and the other one is WPBZ FM. Just as, a, as an example, and Bernie, you know where you are, what's going on, and <laughs> and and, uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and and of course, uh, Perry, you know what's going on in Des Moines, yep. Iowa. What's, what's yep, it? our so, our station changes uh, nine o'clock tomorrow morning. They start the Christmas format on Easy One O Four One. Wow. Okay. So, and I, by the way, uh, Jennifer mentioned two stations in Indiana, one in Napanee and one in Columbia uh, City. Uh, changing to relevant radio, they are both totally irrelevant. <laughs> completely irrelevant radio. How bad can it get? I mean, exactly. I mean, really. <laughs> yes. Okay, and we just got uh, someone from Casey said that Utoon and and Tuna you, are it's working. YouTube. YouTube. Oh, okay. I thought he said. Oh no. His concern was that that YouTube does not have the voice captioning for the blind on on YouTube. Well, that's why it's available on the cable. Yeah. Um, yeah. That can be fixed, fortunately. Well, you know, we better make up a little bit of time here, probably. 
Bill, you really picked out a good one this time. I got to tell you, I listened to this thing and I thought it was really pleasant to listen to. Well, I started out with the golden mind that we hadn't done sports in a while. And no, we really Bernie, Bernie says, <laughs> <laughs> you can keep right How long on is going. this uh, segment? It's only 12 minutes. So, oh, geez. Okay. I got to stay. All right. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you can. Just tell, I'm not just going tell, anywhere. Just tell Teresa to give you another beer, okay, Bernie? <laughs> no, I'm just you kidding. Know, I don't even, I would never tell Teresa to get me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> right, I would go get it myself. It's your own damn beer. <laughs> plus, that, plus, though, Bernie, for this 12 minutes, any interview you that you get to hear with Vin Scully is generally pretty good. Vin pretty Scully good is really good. Yeah, that's and true. Actually, I'll give you John that. Rooney used to be, the speaking of the White Sox, he was – an announcer for yes, the and now and he's been with the Cardinals. What since about '06, I think. He's been there a long. Yeah, long. he has. He left. He left Chicago to go to. Say so he's been around a while now, so he's probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame if he hasn't already. Eventually, one of these days. I used to know somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody that dated John. Oh, <laughs> but that's been a long time ago. John is one of those types of guys so that <laughs> he's done a lot of things in his career. I mean, he does basketball. Um, he's done football, baseball. So he's done a lot of things. If you really think about it. Yeah. Including going out with this lady. <laughs> yeah. Including that. Well, yeah. why don't we listen to John Rooney then? Well, you've got 12 minutes and two seconds of it, Bernie. So sit back. And go to sleep or relax. Well, we're in the Vince Scully press box in Los Angeles in the Vince Scully booth talking with none other than the Hall of Famer Vince Scully. And another year, but oh, it's always great to see you. Great to see you, John. The door is always open for you. You know that. I was reading over some things about your career, and one that really struck me was a night you had a few years back with the legendary, now the late John Wooden. Tell us about that night you were on stage with seven or 8,000 people in the audience listening to those stories. It was a memorable night, and the idea originally was T.J. Simers, who writes a column here for the Los Angeles Times, and he thought it might be a pretty good idea to bring us both together. Now, I had not been with John or seen him in quite a while. Uh, he no longer drove his car, and he was in a wheelchair. So I met him uh, that night at the Nokia Theater downtown, packed house. 8,000 was probably right. And uh, they, they wheeled John out, and I walked quietly behind him. We sat opposite each other in nice, comfortable chairs. And T.J. was the moderator, instigator, agitator, whatever. He fulfills a lot of definitions. And he had us both talking over things that have happened in our career. And one of the things that John did is something that he did with every team before every season. I was not aware of this. They brought out a youngster about, I think, about 10 years old. And John showed him how to put on his sock. Now, you might say, what in the world? But as John Wooden, so thorough, so thoughtful, so perceptive, he knew that if you put your sock on incorrectly, and it's either curled up or whatever inside your sneaker, in a very short time running up and down the court, you're going to develop a blister. So a lot of high school hotshots who came to UCLA were shocked 
that the very first thing John Wooden would do is say, okay, take off your shoes. Now I'm gonna show you how to put on your sock. It was, uh, it was so charming, so beautiful. Uh, typical, a great grandfather at 97, talking to this little boy about such an elementary thing, putting on a sock. It was just touching. And he was priceless. His mind as quick as ever. TJ would try to tease him, and he always came back with a good shot at TJ every single time. So for me, sitting there, really glowing, uh, watching and listening and looking at him, that's what I will take away from that uh, for the rest of my days. Well, something I find interesting, and having watched him from the time I was a kid with those great UCLA teams, when the pressure was greater, he was so calm and he was able to get his teams through that. You've had to handle pressure situations like that in big World Series games, big moments. The Kirk Gibson home run comes to mind where Jack Buck on radio said he couldn't believe what he just saw. I'm sure you couldn't either, but you stayed calm through the moment and described the uh, action as it happened. The first World Series game I ever did was 1953. I had probably done maybe four telecasts the entire year. And because of various things that went on with Red Barber, and Gillette and uh, Connie Desmond, the number two announcer, they wound up with me. And the morning of the first game, uh, I had breakfast, uh, my mother, father, and sister, typical big breakfast, you know, orange juice, bacon and eggs, toast and coffee and all that. And then I went upstairs and threw everything up. Uh, that's the way I controlled that moment. However, when I got to the ballpark, Yankee Stadium was the first game, 1953. Uh, when I got there, the smells, the sounds, everything was what I had been going through for the last four years. And so that calmed me down a bit. When I announced in 1955, apparently very calmly to the listener and the viewer, the Brooklyn Dodgers are the champions of the world. People all winter long said, how could you have been so calm? How could you have possibly kept your senses? I said, to be honest, I could not have said another word without breaking down because it was so emotional. However, that's a long time ago. And by the time we got to Kirk Gibson and his uh, famous home run, the only thing in my mind with Kirk was, I hope he doesn't strike out because he was on the national stage. He had a marvelous year to lead the Dodgers into the World Series. He couldn't run at all. Both legs were, were banged up. And uh, that was probably, by the way, John, my greatest contribution. In the ninth inning, we're on the air, and I asked the producer, I said, do me a favor. Uh, when we come back out of commercial, give me a shot of the stadium and then listen to me for, and just do what I ask. He said, fine. So when we came out of commercial, there was the blimp showing the shot of Dodger Stadium. And I said, if you were here with us tonight, the first thing you'd do is look in the Dodger dugout. Wham, they looked in the dugout. And they panned the dugout from one end to the other. And I said, obviously, Kirk Gibson is not there and he will not appear in tonight's game. Little did I know, in the clubhouse, Gibby was sitting on a training table. He had a huge bag of ice on each leg. Somehow, this pan the stadium, pan the dugout, my remark. All of a sudden, he hollered fertilizer or something like that. <laughs> Threw off the bags of ice, told the bat boy, go down and tell Tommy I'll be there. So it kept building. I didn't realize that. And then all of a sudden, Mike Davis got a walk. 
And I look over, and here's Kirk using his bat as a cane. And I said, well, look who's here. Well, the place went bananas. Now he's up there, and if you remember, he's fouling off little dribblers up along first base. And all the time in my mind, never thinking of home run, nothing. I'm just thinking, please, Lord, don't let him strike out. You know, let him hit the ball somewhere. Well, when he hit it, if there's one thing I always do is try, A, to be accurate, and B, to be quick. So when I called home run, then I had a chance to just shut up. And while the place went crazy, I was able to stay reasonably calm. And then God was good. I, I just suddenly had a thought that in the year of the uh, implausible, the impossible happened. I, I had never thought of that. It just came to me. There are many times nothing comes to me and I drive home thinking, why couldn't I have said, I wish I had thought of like everybody else in the business. So yeah, I was calm, but uh, I was calm with uh, 50,000 years behind me of doing it, I guess. Plus the idea that I use the crowd as the wedge before coming back on. When Henry Aaron hit his classic home run in Atlanta, I actually timed it from the moment I said gone. I did not speak for one minute and 20 seconds, which is a long time on radio. Uh, again, because I want the crowd to hear the noise more than anything, the cheers. I can't say anything better than 50,000 people hollering, really. And But during that time, I'm able to stay relatively calm and then come back sometimes with a cogent remark. And so that's where the, the calmness comes from, the years. As I recall, though, during your description of the moment after that long pause on radio, you gave us quite a history lesson and something to think about, about the times our country was in, in, in relation to the race relations. Again, it was, it was just like the remark about Gibson and about the year. I don't have any idea where that came from. George Plimpton, the writer, covered that game and he actually wrote a book based on the home run and he went to everybody imaginable and asked them about what they felt what they said whatever and he said to me did you have something prepared and i said no george i didn't and he said well milo hamilton did i said okay but i said i love the moment i never know what's going to come out sometimes nothing but whatever comes out stirred by the emotion of the moment it'll be me and uh, I didn't really have any thought. And when I read what I had said, because it's been printed up, I, I was flabbergasted that all that came out of me, this kid from the streets of New York, but it hit me, uh, a black man in the deep South being absolutely mobbed and saluted for breaking the record of a white icon. And I said how important that is, not for Henry, the family, Atlanta, the state, but the country and the world itself. It was a marvelous moment. Probably with all said and done, that would be my uh, happiest moment in baseball because uh, first of all, I admired Henry. He was a lovely guy, still is, but you know, as a player, soft-spoken and very cooperative and everything else. And talk about living under pressure. He did uh, obviously a lot better uh, from what I've read, because I wasn't with Roger Maris. Roger went through the torments of the big city in New York. Henry uh, kind of glided through, outwardly anyway. You know. So I don't know where that happens, but always the crowd figures into it. Something happens, I let the crowd roar, 
I don't even have time, I don't think, to think about what I'm going to say. And when the crowd dies down, something comes out. Sometimes good, sometimes nothing, you know, at all. Is that the best part of the job, though, Vin? You come out to the ballpark, even after all these years, from Campanella to Socia and beyond, and Walt Halston and, and the great Dodger managers over the years, you're going to see something new every night. Probably so. The, the biggest thing, I guess, and I'm sure you enjoy the same thing, we have all kinds of high-tech equipment to do games, but it's a people business. So you're not out here talking to the camera, you're talking to the cameraman. You're out here talking to all the people involved, either with the telecast, radio or on the ball club and that's really the big joy the privilege of being allowed to come out here and do the game and my thermometer which regulates and tells me where I am as far as enthusiasm because you know as well as I do you can't manufacture enthusiasm it would be dishonest if you could do it but it would be spotted immediately by the the listener um, mine goosebumps ever since I've been a little kid the roar of the crowd or a great play, I get goosebumps. And uh, I've gotten them all my life. Uh, last year, we had a play here where a kid second baseman on a double play threw the ball to the shortstop behind his back. You would swear in my body, physiology, that it was the first game I'd ever seen. I mean, I was covered with goosebumps thinking how exciting that was. I still get them. So uh, I get them this year. That'll tell me that uh, I'm still being honest with myself and still enjoying it. That's like why I'm enjoying being with you. That's why we love to listen to you, Vin. Oh, bless so your heart. John, love to see you. I'm delighted. Sorry I can't get to St. Louis anymore, unless the postseason. I hope. You're always welcome in our small booth. Thank you very much. Love it. The high-tech booth of the league. Ben Scully, the great Hall of Fame announcer, now retired and enjoying his time in los angeles does it get any better than that it doesn't get any better than no, that was it does a not. fantastic interview bill there's not much else we can say maybe your next segment's going to top it but for what it is it just is what it is that guy just had a lot of class didn't he he had a lot of class and i knew someone who met him that that, that and said that he, what you what you see with is with him is what you get he was as nice as he was to with john rooney he was as nice to all of to all of his fans as as anyone could tell you. That's exactly what I've heard, Jeff. Is is exactly the same thing. Me too. That's it. What what were we gonna say, Bernie? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say me too. That's all right. what I heard too. Joe, you yeah, had a question. Would you like to unmute yourself, please? There we go. Oh, oh, oh okay. Anyway, this is real quick. Anyway, oh, I, I I really enjoyed that interview very much. And I, I am I am not a big sports fan. But that, it was intriguing, the inside of being a baseball broadcaster. I uh, loved that, too. And Ellen thought that, too. Okay, thank you, guys. Thank you very much. All right. Me too. I like that. <laughs> but I think you're going to like this next segment, too, Jeff, you did. Well, I, I hope everyone else likes it as well. I, I I know Bernie will probably like it. It's a, but, but the only thing I want to say, it's a, it's a bit different from the Larry Lujak that I was used to hearing when I was in college, when he was at WCFL back in the, back in the, uh, back around 1972 and 1973. Well, well, the thing about Larry Lujak is he could be kind of biting. Um, some people saw him as a little negative, uh, sarcastic. Um, but if you liked it, you liked it. You know, and that's the thing. He's not hes not going to be one of those guys that says, 
He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. He would never have been that guy. But now you're going to get to enjoy it. And Jeff, you might tell folks where they can listen about Larry Lujak. All right. Thank you. Well, first of all, if you like Larry Lujak, and they're going to be doing a tribute at Rewound Radio. Rewound Rewound Radio. And and their, uh, their Rewound Radio has their own website. And you can also get a link to them from musicradio77.com, which is the WABC AM tribute site that Alan Sniffen runs, but he's going to be doing on his on his DJ Hall of Fame starting this Saturday afternoon at noon on the East. Larry Lujak. And on TuneIn, tune he's there. He's also on iHeartRadio as well. So you, there's a lots of places to listen to Rewound Radio. This week in my Classic Get Check segment, we have a real treat for you. An early air check of radio station WCFL AM and Larry Lujak from April 28th, 1967. At this point in his career, he was doing the all-night show for the radio station. Next up, we'll follow this up with some 1950s classic Pam's jingles. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy radio station WCFL AM and Larry Lujak from April 28, 1968, and those old Pam's jingles on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. pages of facts and photos, 12 of them in full color. See exclusive photos of Davy Jones before he became a monkey. Read Barney's Pit People column. See the Raiders backstage with Jim Stagg. There's much more in the new WCFL team set on sale now. WCFL presents the team set. Jackie DeShannon of the action line. CFL this afternoon, 3.30 in the Rod Britton. Jim Stagg thing. Stevie Wonder. Call now and sing for spring. For fun and for money. Action 2, 1990, AC2-1990, and sing a spring song, any spring song. 
play some of those songs on the air. If you hear yours and call our Sing for Spring operator within 10 minutes, you win all the money in the Sing for Spring jackpot. Now, let's hear it. Action 2-1990, AC2-1990, and sing for spring. Your song could win you cash. On WCFL, where spring is happening. Friday morning in Chicago at 17 minutes before 2 at CFL. Americans do a lot of different things for a living. Millions work in factories. Millions work in offices and on farms. And a great many operate their own businesses. Whatever your job, you work hard for your money, and you want to make sure you spend it carefully. Comparison shopping is one of the best ways to find the best values. But today that's impossible for one item that most families use from time to time. Credit. The AFL-CIO believes that all consumers should have the right to the full facts about the costs of credit, just like other things they buy. If you agree, urge your senators to work for Truth in Lending, another sound service of WCFL Radio. Seeds. WCFL, 14 minutes before 2, Aretha Franklin, Respect. What you want, Aretha Franklin, baby, I got what you need. Never was your radio so radiant, never has your sentence held my soul. But Rita, for your ear is irresistible, pretty songs in rock and roll. Then we just had a rock and roll number. It would seem that the next selection would be a pretty song, and that's right. Close your eyes. There's pure passion in this one. Beaches and hers. I love you, darling. I love you. All my heart and soul. All my heart and soul. Beaches and Herbs, CFLA before two. The Uniform Time Act of 1966, according to congressional decree, is effective Sunday morning, April 30th at 2 a.m. 2 a.m.? Provides that daylight shaving time shall be the rule throughout the nation until the last Sunday in October. 2 a.m.? Except where state legislatures decide otherwise, as in the case of Michigan and Hawaii. What do I have to do at 2 a.m.? Set your timepiece ahead one hour. Well, that means I lose an hour of sleep. But you'll gain an hour of sunshine. If it doesn't snow. Then you'll gain an hour's snow. I'd rather the hour's sleep. Are you arguing with me? No, no. This Saturday night, set your clocks ahead one hour before you go to bed. Sunday morning and all summer long, you'll be on time. I never could see the reasoning behind that, making the days longer. Nighttime is when all the fun things happen. Why not make the nights a couple hours longer? Well, it's, not. it's seven minutes before two o'clock in the morning. It's Friday, Chicago, April 28th. 40 degrees at Marina City, 34 at O'Hare, 40 at Midway. The high today is 60, sunshine all day long, and no chance of rain. When the Jefferson Airplane. What a yellow jungle. Because I want to love you. Jefferson Airplane, CFL, Chicago. 
Everybody playing hits till 5 o'clock in the morning. It's five minutes before two. Get a four plus two concrete and clay. Concrete and Muhammad Ali or whatever. Four minutes before news. Bobby Darren, CFL. The Shondells coming up in five minutes. There are four things in this world. Things don't get no better than my mom, my flag, my baby, and WCFL, WCFL. This is WCFL, the voice of labor. It's 2 a.m. Chicago. This is WCFL News. Houston, Texas, a federal W-I-L, wonderful radio. So whatever you do, wherever you go, take your radio. You're tuned to K-J-O-E in Shreveport. You're tuned to 1480 K-J-O-E. The wind direction and velocity Give us the story climatologically From Do it. 
scores of the games that were played today. Tomorrow's sports page without delay. The latest report on your favorite sport. It's the WKDA Scoreboard Review. some classic Pam's jingles from the 1950s and we started things off by listening to radio station WCFL AM and super jock Larry Lujak from April 28, 1967. Now if you have any comments concerning this part of the program or if there's a classic air check you'd like me to present why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. I really like those fun. jingles. I like the jingles. I thought they were pretty good. I, I mean, and I've heard those jingles before. But uh, but I didn't know they were on so many different radio stations. It looks like we so got a raise too. Oh, go ahead, Bernie. It's interesting. Like when they when they were doing the news jingle, I mean the the jingle was probably about as long as the newscast. <laughs> it was too long. Yeah, and, they were. And Larry Lujak, uh, I'd never heard him do overnights, and I think it's interesting because. Uh, he had not found his, his style yet. No, he had not found that uh, morning show thing that he did. He, was he also seemed that he also seemed to be, to, uh, be a little more loose than 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 I'm noticing him uh, for in a sense. I don't maybe I'm wrong about that, but he just I don't know there was something there was something different about him uh, in that particular bear check. Oh yeah, well he was an all night guy. It's true, Gary. You were going to say something. Yeah, I was just going to say that it sounded like that uh, he was wor trying to figure out what he was going to be doing later on. Exactly. And maybe he didn't know what they'd let him get away with. Well, and maybe he didn't know what he wanted to do at that point, you know. Right, uh, yeah. I can remember the Ray Charles movie when uh, they were talking to Ray in the studio, and he kept trying to imitate different singers. And finally, somebody said, you got to be your own person. And that's, in essence, probably what happened with Larry Lujak. Probably so. Looks like 
Is it Mike's hand? Yeah, Mike, Mike, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Okay, I enjoyed the uh, Larry Lujak uh, program, and those jingles were great. They brought back a lot of memories. That was fun. Be a QAM. Yeah, they were. Yeah, right. Did you enjoy QAM back then, Mike? I know you were really young then. Do you remember it at all? Uh, not really. Uh, I don't, but uh, QAM was really a great radio station. Even today, I really miss them. All right. Thank you very much, Mike. Yeah, those were pretty good jingles there. Um, it was especially nice to hear Coyle in there. That was that was good. The Larry's Blue Jack thing was pretty good as well. Hey, I like some of those old school jingles, man. They were pretty cool. It kind of reminded me of walking around in a supermarket listening to some of the uh, some of the supermarket music they used to play. But nowadays they play rock and roll and stuff. We, where cool. are you from, Dale? We know we we I'm know that. Road. I'm out of Oregon. Uh, and so I know you're a ham because I see your ham collider on there. I think if, if, that, if I'm not that, mistaken. That would so. be me from the, from the Tuesday group. I, yeah, I join on here. Yeah, he's on the book Tuesday. club. All right. Well, thank you very much. Do, do, do you remember any of those jingles as well? Or I'm not sure how old you are. Did you remember them at all from anywhere? Oh, I'm I'm 60, but I was born in 1963. Okay, so you wouldn't remember those jingles, but uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you like all things radio. Hey, Jeff, before I go down and watch the IU game, what have we got coming up next? Well, next, and uh, we, I know we're not going to be able to talk about it because we always end the show, but if we once we get back from the holidays because we're taking off next week for Thanksgiving – at least uh, yeah. I, I, maybe Bill isn't, but I, I'm going to enjoy. <laughs> Jeff is. I'm taking I'm, my sister's coming up to visit, and we're going out to dinner for Thanksgiving, and we're going to have a good time with the family. So, but this week we got a station in serving Honolulu, Hawaii. It's K O R L F M. They call themselves Classic Hits. Well, of course, you know today's Classic Hits aren't the '50s and '60s, but they play good music. But this guy does a lot of talking, and a lot more than I was that I'm used to these days, in in a sense. He does a lot of personality, talks about stuff going on, and it was it was Veterans Day when I recorded this, so I think you'll find this air check a little bit refreshing because it's something that the radio announcers just don't do that much anymore. Very good, and we'll play that, and we'll say thank you to the panel, and we'll say thank you to whoever made this possible that we actually have almost made it through a whole show. So I, I don't count it done until it's done, but I think, I think we're good now. This week on my featured station segment, we're traveling to Honolulu, Hawaii, and we're going to listen to Mornings as Heard, a radio station K-O-R-L-F-M. The station program is a classic hits format, and you'll find that the radio announcer here puts a lot of content into his morning show. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy radio station K-O-R-L-F-M on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. from the H Hawaii Media Center. This is K-O-R-L Y-N-I, Honolulu. And online at hawaiistream.fm. We're Hawaii's classic hit station, Coral 101.1. Hawaii's classic hit station, Coral 101.1. to power. Baby, I love your way. Hawaii's classic hits, Coral 101.1 with David Lee Roth. Not just that you glow and everywhere I go nobody cares about me. Yeah, 
David Lee Roth from Van Halen there. Just a gigolo and ain't got nobody. Good morning to you. Happy Aloha Friday. It's Hawaii's Classic Hits here at Coral 101.1. I'm Dave Lancaster. Hope you guys are having a good uh, Aloha Friday and Veterans Day holiday today. Tomorrow's the, the day, but today is the official observation of it so if you got the day off that's why today and uh and there's some actually some deals going on there for past and present service people so first of all thank you to all our veterans out there and current service members for what you do and uh if you're out and about you can get some good deals at some restaurants like buffalo wild wings chilies duncan outback red lobster starbucks all you got to do is of course flash your military id card get some discounts in a lot of other places besides the ones i mentioned i'm sure uh also there was a recent survey done of U.S. military veterans, they were asked about the biggest non-health-related challenge in transitioning to civilian life, and uh, finding a job was number one on that list, <clears throat> having a hard time. But speaking of jobs, the Wall Street Journal says companies have been hiring and lining up to hire the roughly 200,000 people who leave the military each year. The last jobs report showed that the unemployment rate for former service members is 2.9%. Now that's a full point lower than the overall U.S. rate. And according to Pew Research, there are more than 18 million living veterans in the U.S., which is about 6% of the country's adult population. In one poll, 55% of Americans said they thought everyone who served in the military is called a soldier. Now, that is not accurate. That's shocking that over half the country uh, thinks that. But just to be sure, especially today, okay, if you come upon a veteran and you want to thank them, make sure you, you call them by their correct uh, ID. Military members want to have themselves described correctly. So soldiers, they are the ones that serve in the Army. Okay? Marine Corps, they are, of course, called Marines, not soldiers. Navy, they're called sailors. In the Air Force, they are airmen, regardless of the gender. Coast Guard, they're Coast Guardsmen, again, regardless of the gender. And uh, for the latest the military force, the Space Force, they are known as Guardians. Okay? So just know that today on this Veterans Day holiday. And once again, shake the hand of a veteran and thank them for what they have done and their service to our country. Coming up, more of your favorite classic hits right here at Coral 101.1. Hope you're enjoying the music. Stick around. More of your favorites coming up. Got some Donna Summer up next. You're home. This is my music on Coral 101.1. Classic hits sound best on Coral 101.1. Right here at Hawaii's Classic Hits, it's Coral 101.1. 7.28 on this Aloha Friday, holiday today, Veterans Day observed. The day is, of course, tomorrow, a lot of activities today as well as tomorrow. Hey, thanks for joining us today on this Aloha Friday. Hope you're having a good start and hope you got plans uh, to celebrate your three-day weekend. So stay right here. More of your favorites coming up right here. Hawaii's Classic Hits here at Coral 101.1. 
101.1. Hawaii's classic hits. We're Coral 101.1. Good morning to you on this Aloha Friday. I'm Dave Lancaster. We just, of course, heard from the Beatles recently. And speaking of the Beatles, this is a cool story, but kind of sad. But I wanted to share it with you guys. This viola player, a musician, her name is Caroline Buckman. She died this past March of breast cancer at the age of 48. But about a year before that, she had a had taken part in a recording session that she was hired for, and she wasn't told exactly what the, the project was for. Turned out to be that it was the final Beatles song, Now and Then, but she died without knowing that she was actually on the recording. All her and the rest of the musicians that were hired for that recording session, all they knew was that they were working for Paul McCartney, so they thought they were just working on one of his, uh, you know, albums coming up uh, but he was there he talked to them took pictures signed autographs but didn't tell them what song or what they were actually working on buckman was apparently a huge fan of paul and the beatles and when her mom got the call earlier this month to confirm that her daughter was actually going to be on the the song now and then her recording she said she felt like crying because she says quote caroline would have been delirious about it she says it's sad but the mom says I'm very proud of her. And of course, this is the last recording with all four Beatles. John Lennon, of course, George Harrison, they were all recorded years ago when they were working on the song back in the 90s. They finally finished it up with Paul and Ringo. And of course, string section there featuring, of course, the viola player, Caroline Buckman on the recording. So here it is, the final Beatles single, Now and Then. One, two. And there it is, the final Beatles single containing all four Beatles. John Lennon, of course, wrote it, left a cassette recording of it. And then, of course, Paul took it and got uh, all the band together uh, back in the 90s. They were working on that along with the other ones they released earlier in the 90s. And they got George Harrison to play guitar on it. But, of course, George passed away a few years after that. And then this project just sat in limbo all these years and finally paul said you know what let's finish this got ringo and himself and uh that string quartet featuring that that lady caroline bugman who passed away from breast cancer this past march she was on the recording last year had no idea what it was for and of course she passed away before finding out she would have been part of history on the last beatles recording pretty sad but cool song and a cool story there her mom is very proud of her all right so today is aloha friday it's a holiday too so a lot of time to go check out movies well there are a couple of new movies opening in theaters today they got the new marvels movie yep rated pg-13 it's uh carol danvers getting her powers entangled with those of kamala khan and monica rambo forcing the three of them to work together to save the universe <laughs> brie larson returns as captain marvel tayona Perry says Monica Rambo and Iman uh, Valani is uh, Kamala. So if you're familiar with the stories and you love those characters, as a new one to go check out. And for those of you who like, uh, you know, I guess what you would call Christmas uh, movies, this is, I guess, a Christmas movie, but it's also a musical. It's called Journey to Bethlehem, rated PG. I know, musical. <laughs> it's a live-action Christmas musical about Mary and Joseph and the birth of Jesus. Sounds kind of interesting. It stars Mexican actress Fiona Palomo as Mary, uh, Milo Mannheim as Joseph, uh, Lecrae as the angel Gabriel, and Antonio Banderas as King Herod. 
<laughs> so that alone sounds pretty interesting. So there you go. A couple of new movies to go check out. And don't go anywhere. Stick around because we're going to check out more of your favorite classic hits right here at Coral 101.1. Well, there you go. Classic Hits is heard on radio station KORLFM serving Honolulu, Hawaii. Now, if you have any comments, concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595, hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.